Underwood. Thin Ice! <laughs> to smoke some weed and shut up. My God. There it is. Boom! Yes! Uh, okay, we're back. Uh, no, that was Mike Frances' impression because I'm wearing the stethoscope uh, looking <laughs> headphones. He, that's the ones that he wore. So uh, there you go. Um, it is, nobody got that probably. February 11th, 2024. A lot of basketball podcasts, episode 198. Armchairliner.com. I'm probably going to switch to my other headphones. These are fucking awful, huh? Yeah, I, that was a casual F word there. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Armchairliner.com. Super Bowl Sunday, I guess, is what people call it. I don't care about that. I'm more interested in Florida Atlantic at Wichita State right now. 26-22, Wichita State. Florida Atlantic. Can Illinois, the teams that Illinois lose to, figure it out? No Maryland kidding. sucks. Florida yeah. Atlantic is in a dogfight every matchup in conference. It's yeah. Very annoying. Might be why Wisconsin is still ahead of Illinois in a lot of the uh, brackets. So probably so. Even though I think we Ouch. should look at we should look at like okay, if you lose to Michigan and Rutgers, like that's got to hurt you. Yeah, you would think. You would think, but the system is in big trouble, folks. Big trouble. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So Illinois coming off a loss. A lot of you guys probably hung out with us yesterday during the watch party. Uh. Eighty-eight. 80 loss. Illinois had an eight point lead with like seven and a half minutes left. Um, and Michigan State went on a 24 to eight run. Um, they also ended the first half on a 19 to eight run. So uh, I think a lot of people on Illini Twitter, uh, fans in general, are questioning Brad's decisions down the stretch. Uh, first off, where's Ty Rogers? Why does he not get any run if he's supposed to be your point guard? Why isn't he running the point? You said you were fine with him being the point guard, you know, all preseason. And now we have Damask bringing the ball up. Um, ran basically the same set over and over again to Hawkins, which, I mean, I guess it worked. And then it stopped working. Well, Illinois stopped making shots, I guess, was the biggest part. Um, Underwood has a lot of faith in Harmon, even though he tried to kind of give the game away against Nebraska with his inbounding. Um, he had a little dump off to Damascus that got stolen. Uh, and, you know, you, you just kind of wonder what's going on. Um, that was the only time I think they went away from the Coleman Hawkins back down. Uh, he did have a bad inbounds this game too. Um, but Underwood said of the turnover by Damask and Harmon, uh, quote, those had no outcome on the game, truthfully. The game was pretty much decided by then. The turnovers that happened before when we had the lead is what allowed them to do that. So I don't know if Ethan can hear me or if he cares. So uh, we need to talk defense today because I'm getting pissed. Yeah, the defense is, has fallen mightily. I think they're 40th now um, in in the Ken Palm. And I don't, I don't know whose fault it is. I mean, Brad seemed to like the defense. He, you know, defended playing goody against Hall. Uh, Embrots, what's up? Uh, I need to leave for leave the Michigan game early, so I need a blowout. I feel you. Illinois definitely needs a blowout. Um, goody was on Hall. Uh, our good friend Zach Hinkle tagged us in a post. 
that kind of showed, you know, Hall getting thing is like Hall was moving Goody. And then I think the next play, he actually did put Gary A in and Gary A got lost out um, top of the key and got beat. And Underwood seemed okay with it because he said that he had Coleman Hawkins behind him, but Coleman was, you know, battling foul trouble. So I don't know how good that is. Uh, Underwood said, basically, quote, we let them catch it. 90% of the game, we didn't let it, let them catch it. We just sat behind them. They don't have a five-man that can shoot. Coleman sitting right behind him to cover him up. Then we committed fouls on top of it. Wasn't very smart. Uh, I, I still think both of those foul calls were pretty weak on the end ones. But, uh, you know, Hall was bodying Goody three times, armbarred him once. The uh, announcers even said they got to call something, and then they called Goody on the on the uh, shot. So uh, Warner had the balls to ask Underwood about Ty's limited time. So shout out to him. Um, asked what the factors were going into that. He said, "Quote a lot of things. Offense. What's going on? At some point, it's just doing your job. I was really good with Malik trying to shoot hard twos, and Coleman was sitting back there. There was nowhere for him to go." He found somewhere to go. That was a complete non-answer. <laughs> he, he also said, quote, I wasn't that worried about defense until the very end, and we started giving post-touches. I mean, they did give up 26 in the final 10. Uh, so to that point, you know, the defense, I know they gave up 44 in the first half. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State had only 58 points with 10 minutes left. So that's probably not the right math at all. Sixty. <laughs> 62 points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jace has big issues in this game. Illinois has no defense. Why is Goody playing over Ty? Goody is a better shooter. That's it. Rogers is a better defender, slasher, rebounder, free throw shooter. Yeah. Goody missing the front end of that one and one really hurt. Uh, Hinkle, I literally think he had told Quincy to try to deny the pass. And once he couldn't, Hall had him on his hip. Yeah, well, Hall brought him out, and I think Quincy tried to get around him, and it kind of just gave an open lane. And the guy that was back there, Coleman, I mean, what's he supposed to do? He's got four fouls. So, uh, Jay, this team is great in in transition, and if you can't get stops, well, it does no good. And why not have Coleman bring the ball up the court at the end? Shannon didn't get too many looks down the stretch. So I think Shannon missed like three shots down the stretch. So, um, but yeah, uh, a lot of questions with that. Uh, we'll get, we'll do player of the game. Um, we both went with Terrence Shannon. Felt like this was kind of the first game where Terrence looked fully back. I would say after, um, you know, his suspension for six games, 39 minutes for him, seven of 19. He was two of nine from three. Illinois had so many threes go in and out this game. But uh, found a way to get the free throw line, 12 for 13 from the line, 28 points, seven rebounds, an assist. He didn't have any turnovers. So, uh, yeah, it seemed, like I said, it seemed like Underwood gets stuck in something and he he tries to keep that going. And that's kind of what they got into with Hawkins. I mean, I just throw something different in once in a while. Keep them on their toes. Um, Hogard had an easy read because Damask was throwing that pass to Coleman sometimes from half court. So uh Hogart sat back. I thought Hogart kind of really disrupted Damas this game. 
having Damask bring the ball up. Um, Hogar stole it from him once. He tapped one towards the end of the first half, um, kind of got Illinois out of sorts. Uh, and Illinois just couldn't get into anything quickly because of how Hogard was playing defense. 37 minutes for Damash, 12 points, four for eight from the field, three for five from three, one for two from the line, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, two turnovers. So this is this was the exact type of game I would expect Damash to have uh, based on what we thought he'd be this season. Yeah. I think we'd probably expect more now, but. 12, 4, and 2 with two blocks and shooting 3 for 5 from 3 is exactly what I would have expected going into the season. However, probably need to double those numbers. Yeah, uh, the only two I think he had was when he got to the rim one time, but the the back down for Damascus wasn't there in this game. Um, Coleman said something about him getting his booty ball play because they weren't doubling him. Um, Like, guys got to hit shots around you regardless. So... Uh, Warner says Brad's defensive strategy all year has been to give up twos in the paint over open threes. This doesn't work. Post defense is our strength. It leads to easy, high efficient twos and fouls. Yeah, I the the problem was that Coleman was in foul trouble, and I don't care, you know, if Goody tries to get in front, whatever he tries to do, he he can't play against these guards at Michigan State. Hogard. Lake Hall, he just doesn't have the body to play with these guys. And you said it during halftime when we were coming in about how good Michigan State can match up with Illinois just because they have three guys that can, you know, handle the ball and also be a post presence at the same time. So, I don't know. Uh, Hinkle, the response to the Warner question makes zero sense unless Luke's assignment was to deny Hall the ball. I think that was what he was supposed to be doing but he didn't do it very well. Uh, every time, every other team uses the reverse strategy against us. They double us in the post, forcing open threes, which we often miss. Uh, Brad said uh, they took 33s. He would have liked to take 40 with how many open looks they got today or yesterday. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like I said, they were in and out. They still shot 38% from three. So it's not like you know, they were taking bad shots. Um, most of them were open shots. Uh, Jay still questions on when it's close down the stretch. Who's the alpha? Who's your late, late get a bucket guy? I, I think now, I think this game, it should have absolutely been Shannon. They should have found a way to get Shannon downhill and to, to try to get a foul call. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, Brad, they had two, two, they had one field goal. In the last seven and a half minutes, you're not going to win games doing that. Uh, Hinkle, why do guards get to the rim the rim at will so easy against this team? Are Damascus and Harmon really that vulnerable against dribble drive? A lot of them, I thought this game was just miscommunications on the switches. Um, I think it was Walker got to the rim once, and I... Was it Ty and Luke were both up top and neither of them decided to guard him. And that's when, I think that's when Coleman got his second foul after the terrible technical. Um, like there's been a lot of miscommunication on defense. I feel I uh, have to play Ty. So 
so so so many reasons down the stretch there. Yeah, I, in English, I don't know what that says, but sure, Hinkle. I I agree. I don't I don't think anybody disagrees that Ty should have saw more minutes down the stretch. I have two I, problems with the defense right now. Okay. <laughs> One of them is that the metrics will tell a completely different story than what you're seeing. Where Illinois right now is 17th in the country in guarding two point percentage numbers, which I feel like they've been getting shredded inside the three point line Big Ten play. I think a lot of those numbers are probably from the non conference yeah. because, like, I mean, Michigan State made 24 of them and shot 51%. Uh, Nebraska, this, you know, I thought Illinois did a good job in that game of, of denying that, but also Nebraska made a ton of threes. Uh, seven, they made 17, shot 42% from two. Uh, Ohio State made 26, shot 54% from it. Um, Indiana made 25, shot 55% from it. And then you look at Northwestern, made 27, shot 53%. So that's a sample size of every game going back to uh, January 24th. They're two, yeah. three and two in those five games. Um, and they've kind of been getting – the good thing is that they can get away with it against Indiana and Ohio State because those teams can't really shoot threes or, or didn't shoot them well against Illinois. Uh, but you can't do it when Michigan State just kills you with it. And also Michigan State was five for eight from three, and every time they needed to make a big three, they made it. Yeah, they had some huge threes. Um, the, the one that Aikens hit was huge, and then the one Hogart hit, uh, people want to say that Coleman was trying to sell that he got fouled on that play, and then he kind of laid on the ground. I don't think Coleman could have got up in time to to get back there, regardless. But he literally got hooked by Hall, I think, down low, got hit in the back of the head. No call, run out for a three. So also, uh, let's throw this out there into the yeah. universe. This team needs to force some more turnovers. Like you can't get in transition if you're going to be giving up shots and not forcing turnovers. Yeah, they're like 330th in turnover percentage on defense right now. Well, and Michigan State got out in transition after made shots against Illinois. It's actually it's actually worse. They're 358th <laughs> in turnover percentage and 346th in steal percentage. Wow. Uh, yeah, how are you supposed to get in transition? Last year they were 145th in turnover percentage and 118th in still. That's a huge drop-off, and I don't know why that's the case because you have Shannon back. You have another year of Rodgers. I think part of this is maybe um, <clears throat> sincere not playing this season, and I don't really take Quincy and Harmon as guys who are going to force turnovers. Uh but I think this also – I think switching comes into play a little bit here too because you're not just manning up on one guy the whole time. You're switching off. You're doing this. Right. You're not getting hands in the passing lane. Like it's – they've got to – they've got to force more turnovers. And and I wonder um, if Brad's going to at least try to give teams a different – look. I don't even think he needs to do it against Michigan, but it would be interesting to see them try it. Yeah, Hinkle says terrible forced turnovers metric when your five is averaging multiple per game. That's fair. Uh, Warner, and my complaint from Brad is he literally does this defensive strategy in every game, regardless of whether a team can shoot threes or not. We need to start doubling in the post consistently. And so, Brad, even when they do, it's a soft double. Like, it's just coming kind of. Look no further than the Indiana game. Waiting back. Yeah. 
they were so concerned about guarding the perimeter against Indiana, who went 0 for 9 from 3. Yeah. And then went 25 for 45 from 2. And Renault had 20-something before he fouled out. Yeah, I don't I Strategically speaking, there can be some adjustments. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, this game comes down to you got to find ways to make shots down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I don't think the plan, the strategy of trying to get the ball to Coleman where they were every time was, was that bad. I it think wasn't it wasn't bad. Was, I'm not saying laziness. Laziness. Yeah. Like you just can't keep, there's more than one way to pass the ball to the guy there. Yeah. You can't just be just completely repetitive over and over again like that. Um, and again, you know, and then you have Damask do it on a lazy pass. You have Harmon with the handoff that was, I, I think it was supposed to be to Damask. And it, it's just things that fifth year guys can't be doing that down the stretch and expect to win on the road in East Lansing. It, it, it's just a recipe for disaster. This team is way too old to be playing this poorly down the stretch of games, but also, I mean, I guess there's something to the fact that they were without Shannon for so long and they didn't really have to like, there weren't, there weren't a lot of games with Shannon before he came back where they had to, you know, close a game down. Yeah. Um, I mean, Marquette and Tennessee, those were just better teams at the time winning those games, but I mean, they pretty much destroyed everybody else. I mean, Florida Atlantic, they closed it down pretty easily, but that was because they couldn't miss. Still gave up a bunch of points. Uh, Missouri, they destroyed. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think it'll get better. I think you learn from something like this where you need to play tie. I, I wish you would have learned in the yeah. Northwestern game, to be honest. But right. uh, this one felt a little bit more extreme since they literally couldn't make a shot for eight minutes. Right. And, and Ty was efficient. I mean, he was four of six. Yeah, he might not take shots, but he can get to the hoop um, and get you a bucket when you need one. Ty's a better free throw shooter right now than Luke Goody also. I think Brad is getting the fans to turn on Goody, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, he, he's definitely playing too much. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, he. if you look back to the beginning of Big Ten play, not counting the Rutgers game where he played 24 in December, uh, he has played 32, 35, 36, 36, 29, 19, 21, 30, 18, 19, 23. And he's shooting three for 13 from three in the last three games. Um, and then if you go back six for 21 uh, since the in the last four games, six for 21 three stake in the last four games, only made six. It's tough. I will say Illinois probably makes 15 or 16 threes if the rims would give us a bounce yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, so many in and out. And by the way, I know that you said this was Shannon's first game back. Like his first, like felt like, I felt like the Ohio state game was just as good. It wasn't, it was just a blowout. Efficient, right though. I mean, I guess uh, he got towards the end. He didn't he seven, like seven for seven for 17, three for seven from three. Okay. And you wouldn't pick him cause you're soft. I get you. No, there were some other guys that actually showed up. Damascus had 23. <laughs> uh, Ty, you picked Ty. I mean, what are we doing? You picked Ty with 13 points. I mean, you should have picked Shannon. 14 rebounds. Yeah, they really needed it against Ohio State. Um, yeah. uh, Hawkins, 33 minutes, 14 points, 5 of 12, 2 of 7 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line, 3 rebounds, 7 assists. So the booty ball uh, worked when guys were making shots. He probably could have had 10 assists. Can I also say this? No. I think we're stuck in a spot. Yeah, okay. 
I think we're stuck in a spot where Quincy and Ty are not playing down the stretch, and we just have Harmon and Goody playing every game. And it's like, we okay, are. Brad, the last two games where that's been on display, you lost it hasn't worked. Yeah. So maybe try to fix it. You know, Quincy's maybe, in a huge lull right now, too. Like, Quincy yeah. has not. He played like a minute in the first half yesterday. So, like, I'm just saying. And I mean, going back to the last. Yeah. Price and Shannon's been back. I don't think anybody looked at Quincy coming in the season being like, yeah, this guy's going to be a 45% three point shooter all year. He's going to play every game 30 minutes. But here's the thing with Quincy yesterday. But he was doing that when Shannon was out. He had to. And he was also making shots for like an entire month. And then now he's not. Yeah. So November he couldn't make anything. December he made everything. January he couldn't make anything. Still can't make anything. Give it time. Uh, right. Also, fifty percent from three with Quincy. Yeah, he comes out in the second half yesterday, drills a three, and then gets his third foul instantly. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. Um, I, I think we got to talk about Hawkins technical a little bit. Um. Uh, Brad was asked about it, and apparently the ref said that they said, quote, they just told me it was a major league point of emphasis. I was frustrated in the first half. Their kids screamed at our bench. That's part of the game. I won't get on a tangent, but we make the game no fun. True. Yeah. Also, uh, like uh, that sounds like good. Good Bloom might be right with his tweet. What do he say? Saying that Hawkins' reputation is getting him these types of technicals. Yeah, um, he, Hawkins kind of was asked about it. He well, he kind of brought it out himself. He said that he, you know, he just wants to kind of put it out there because he's tired of the way people are talking about him. Um, how he's getting, you know, painted on social media as this guy with a, you know, terrible attitude. Um, he said, "quote I don't want to have a negative connotation. I always seem to get." I always seem to get a negative look on social media. All I said was, boom. The guy courtside said, you suck. He said, I'm not a negative person. I'm a positive person. People keep saying reputation thing. I'm not a bad kid. That's not who I am. People just don't know me. I wish they knew me. Um, he said that also refs won't talk to him. Um, he said that he's tried to talk to refs, tried to do things, and they're just like right now they're just ignoring him. So... I don't know. It's if you're one negative thing about your reputation, quote unquote, or your negative quote unquote negative is mm -hmm. that you complain for foul calls. That's not the worst thing in the world. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that was, if that was Shannon who did that, I don't think they call it technical there. I really don't. I don't know if they call, call with anybody. And, and what's this? No. They, it's a major point of emphasis. Like you're telling me Coleman's the only guy in the big 10 that has, Taught, it had, I mean, all he said was boom and looked at the crowd. You tell me he's the only one in the Big Ten that's looked at the crowd this year. It's actually We're, insane. They're probably trying to, be, yeah, it's a major point of emphasis. We don't want the players uh, going back at the fans. That's insane. None of that makes any sense if yeah. that's the case. And these refs were brutal. Uh, they didn't have it from the start. I think there were bad calls on both sides, both which ends, is just, yeah. just, just what you have to say. It's true, but yeah, there were they missed at least. Well, they missed two goaltendings. I think they missed one for Michigan State too. Um, Damask's block, but the one guy literally went through the net on Ty Rogers' dunk. They didn't call it, and then Dane's uh, bucket. 
they didn't call that one either. But uh, Jace has blown eight to ten leads down the stretch. Has to get cleaned up. This whole problem is defense and play tie. Quit with the Goody Harmon minutes. Do you think Harmon's just getting time because he's a fifth year? I think Brad trusts him to get uh, score. He can get to the rim a little bit. I mean, he did it yesterday. Jay says if Goody isn't making threes, he's kind of worthless. I, I don't agree with that. I, yeah. I don't. I, I seven, think seven rebounds this game, which yeah, and the- <laughs> his defense is going to get exposed if he's being asked to guard some of these guys. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Was a, it was a terrible matchup for him defensively. So, which uh, is Warner, why Brad shouldn't have played him down the stretch. Yeah, Warner. Uh, yeah, because when you have a lead, you, I think you're more worried about your defense. Should be, yeah, you think. So, uh, Warner says Brad is sacrificing defense for offense with the Goody Harmon thing um, at the end, which is stupid. Play one of them if you really want to, Brad, but like yeah. Ty or Quincy should also be playing. Yeah. Yep. Ty, I would say, I would favor probably Ty for Goody, I guess, or Ty for Harmon. Either one, it doesn't matter. I think, I think tie for goody if you would because the the thing that goody doesn't do for you is get to the rim which Harmon can do a little bit of yeah um ronnie says this team is hard to gauge was one of the top teams in the country and defense really dropped off can't go long times without scoring against good teams i thought going into the season the defense was going to be the the better part of the team and it's just not even close right now yeah I don't know. Brad needs to better than last year, though, right? I think. Yeah. Nope. Never mind. <laughs> nope. Numbers would tell you it's actually much worse. They were 26 in efficiency last year, 94.9, and this year 98.3. You want that number to be lower. So they're only uh they're only 12.1 spot uh metrics points away from, from being as good as Houston on defense. So, there you go. This is going to be one of Brad's worst defenses at Illinois, I would say. Yeah. Right now, it's – yeah, it's going to be third worst just because of the first two years, but that probably shouldn't be the case when you have uh, Rodgers and Hawkins and Shannon. And, uh, yeah, it's I'm, not great. Got liabilities and Damask and Goody on, there, on the court a lot, though. Brad's also not a defensive coach. He thinks he is. His one year at Oklahoma State, they were 155th in efficiency on defense. They just happened to be first on offense. Yeah. Uh, Jay said Quincy moved without the ball better when Terrence Shannon was out. He was great at slashing. Now he just sits behind the three-point line. Why? That's a. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying about Quincy. He just he's 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 a different player now. Seems like. Uh, Warner says, Ronnie, our best defensive metric occurred in the non-conference. We're like a hundredth since starting Big Ten play. Ouch. Uh, Bootsilla missed that out-of-bounds play under the Illinois basketball in the second half. What? (laughs) (laughs) Bootsilla, elaborate. Uh, Hinkle says, Underwood is willing to die on – the age and experience hill in guys he trusts the most could kill us in March. There's also literally no reason for him to not trust Ty Rogers. I don't care. I, yeah. He's, he's played a ton. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Hermit says losing to Sparty isn't 
losing at Sparty isn't the end of the world. It's not. Um, I, di- I, I didn't predict Illinois to win this game, but after watching how they lost it, I, I'm disappointed. There, there, I think there's a difference between thinking they can win this game, seeing that they're winning this game, and then this just shutting down at the end. Uh, Hinkle said Brad can talk about Pizza Hut parking lots and is considered a defensive specialist. That's fine, but the it, most of his teams are better offensively. So, yeah. uh, Ty, 21 minutes, 4 of 6. Like I said, 8 points, 2 rebounds, and assists. He had 2 turnovers. I don't remember his turnovers. but uh, Quincy, 14 minutes, 1 for 3, 1 for 2 from 3, 3 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 turnover. Um, like I said, he was hindered because of, of fouls and – Again, Brad Brad did go to him. He he went to him on defense and he got burnt by Hall. So I don't know. Uh off the bench, Harmon, 25 minutes, seven points, three for five, one for two from three. Um, I felt his I thought his one went in and out, his second three, um, which would have gave Illinois an eleven point lead. Um, he had three rebounds, three assists, two turnovers. Um Underwood said, quote, I felt like we had the game in hand up eight. Justin Harmon with a wide open three doesn't shoot it, turns it over. I don't remember that. I don't know why, but apparently he passed up a three, tried to go to the lane and coughed it up. So Brad said that those turnovers were more important than the two that they made late in the game. The play that went off Michigan State player and they gave the ball to Michigan State. Yeah, okay, not oh. Okay, went well, off we, State, yeah. We, we aren't to it yet. Uh, Luke Goody, 23 minutes, two for five. They were all threes. Uh, missed the front end of a one and one. That was pretty big. Seven rebounds, a block. He ended up fouling out. Uh, he had two quick fouls against Hall uh, late in the game. Again, they seem kind of soft. Um, yeah, that ball clearly went out on Hogard. Uh, I don't know what that ref was trying to prove when he walked over to Goody and had his hand about six inches from his face, pointing at his face. When he, I mean, not only is that a terrible look, when you go back and look at it, uh, Walker body-checked Goody as he was trying to get the rebound, and it's like the guy just stopped watching the play. Very I don't know weird. what happened. but That ref was horrific. Like, yeah, that also the ref that teed up uh, Coleman. Yeah, saying, he's a moron. Boom. Yeah. Moron city. I'd say it to his face, too. I, I'm probably taller than him. <laughs> I'm sure you are. At least, you know, now that he's older, he's shrunk, probably. Uh, Jay, I'm just sick of the no playing tie crap. Last thing I will say about it. Your trust in him most of the game, yet you don't play him hardly at all in the last 10 minutes of the game. Why? It makes no freaking sense. I, I think you're asking the same thing that everybody else is asking. And and Brad apparently trusts Goody's offense more than Ty's defense. Uh, Hermit says Sparty played really well. No shame in that. Yeah, I mean, they were coming off a loss at Minnesota. Um, again, I know that some people think that doesn't matter. But I don't think that matters. But I think what does matter is when your back is against the wall. Illinois will – Illinois, everybody said – I mean, they interviewed Coleman and Damask. They, they basically said that – they got soft at the end of the game. So if anything, maybe they'll stop doing that. I don't know. Back against the wall for the season is what Michigan – like Michigan State needs this win. Yeah. Yeah. They need – yeah, to make the tournament. So yeah. uh, 
Danger, seven minutes, 0 for 2 from the field, 2 for 2 from the line, one rebound. Illinois, I don't think he played in the second half. He basically played because Coleman had two fouls. Uh, Illinois needs to learn how to play with Dane in the game. You can't, you can't give Dane the ball 18 feet from the basket like you do when Coleman's in the game. And, and they don't post him up. And they, I feel like this, I feel like Illinois has always had a problem with entry passes. Um, even when Kofi was here, Illinois had a terrible problem getting the ball inside. So Dane, seven minutes, made both his free throws. It was clear goaltending, but whatever. Uh, DGL came in in the last minute, had one foul to almost get Michigan State to 90. Uh, I find it shocking that even when Illinois needed to play defense and press and do things, Ty still didn't come in the game. Yeah, Just it was weird. Absolutely crazy to me. So, like, let's run, let's run the press with DGL and Harmon. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, stupid. Uh, Hinkle says the ref was staring down Hall, going straight arm bar against Goody's chest, and calls the and one. Yeah, that's why. And even the announcers are like, "There's one, there's two. They got to call something." And then they called a little touch foul on the and one. Only one field goal in the last seven minutes was a difference. Yeah. Uh, Bootzilla, what happened to Izzo? He complained the entire game yesterday and was on the court too much for a coach. Yeah, how does how does Tom Izzo get to walk out to the free throw line during the game? Like, I know there was a technical, but a coach sh- should not be able to come out and stand at the free throw line while the game's going on. It wasn't a timeout. It was a technical. I don't understand that. You know the answer to that. Yeah. I know. We all know. Uh, Hermit says, we now know why Sparty is tough to beat at home, home cooking. Jeffrey, what's going that, on? I don't, I don't think the uh, the free throw difference was that big. Because how many, like Michigan State probably shot, what, eight free throws in the last few minutes just because Illinois was fouling? How many times did Illinois foul? Three or four times, right? Yeah, maybe. So 34 to 20, take away six of that is 28-20. That's probably pretty standard on the road. Yeah. 24-19 fouls. I just think the refs sucked in, in what they were calling. Yeah. Um, they were just not – yeah, it wasn't they a well missed a lot. game. On, they missed on, a lot. On, on, on both ends. They missed a lot when it comes to goaltending, uh, and they missed a lot when it comes to um, just they were calling the wrong things. Uh, it's not just free throws, I know, but I'm saying like the refs sucked in general. And there was a stretch there where Hall went to the line like a hundred times in a row, which is where it was like, okay, yeah. I don't know what you want us to do, but, but it's sure. like three times down the court in a row. But uh, Jeffrey says, I think it's time to start putting in some new offense, some new looks on offense. Do some things different. Need to run a matchup zone on defense once in a while. They did that a little bit yesterday when Coleman was in foul trouble. I think that Aikens hit a three against it, or Hogard. Um, I agree. Tyler on Dane was going to mention that. Who? Yeah, I Dane he about Dane getting the ball down low and Illinois actually. Don't shake your head like. Uh, Jay, Illinois needs that W2, at least for future seeding. Who's their best win? Michigan State at home. Uh, right now, currently, yes. <laughs> that uh, sucks. 
do you think they should play Dane and Coleman together sometimes? Supposedly sure. they were going to do it, and why it, not? It really hasn't happened. Uh, Izzo played the refs to get the fans going. He knew what he was doing. That's smart. Godzilla agrees with Jeffrey. Uh, you don't install a new offense now. I mean, Ellen White didn't run booty ball until. If they just win the rest of the way, you shouldn't be worried about getting a horrible seed. Like they're going to get, if they just keep winning, they're going to get a four or five probably. And yeah, I think they're, they're, I don't, I don't see them falling out of a five unless they just fall apart, which I don't see that happening. So, um, other notes and quotes rebounds were even in this game, 33 apiece. Uh, Hogard, 23 points, five assists. He went 12 of 13 from the line. Hall, 22 points, seven for nine from the line. Walker, 19 points, four of seven from the line. Uh, you mentioned it. Michigan State was 25 for 34 from free throw line. Illinois, 17 for 20. A lot of that had to do with Terrence Shannon getting there. Um, Underwood said, quote, it's almost a flip of the game in Champaign where we got to the line and we were aggressive. I think we are one of the top teams in the country and the fewest fouls committed. Can you look that up? I don't know if you can look that up. Uh, he said, quote, give them all the credit. You are a passive soft team when you are fouling. And obviously we fouled a lot today. So we were pretty passive. I think you wanted to say we were pretty soft, but. Um, Illinois was 11 for 30 from three for 37%. Michigan state five of eight, 63%. Um, Underwood said, quote, we took 33s. I wish we would have taken 40 with the looks we got tonight. I should make all the three, three, haters Illinois, real happy. Illinois 23rd in personal fouls per game. So 23rd least, uh, they foul 14.5% or wait, 14.5 fouls per game. Uh, the best in the country is Creighton 11.3. So yeah, they How don't often- foul a lot. Yeah, how often does Goody get posted up on though? Like that. Probably not often. Also, I'll throw this out there offensively. They scored 80 points in this game with having one field goal in the last eight minutes. Like they could have put up a hundred if they would have kept going on offense. Yeah. So and, I'm yeah, not really pretty, concerned about the offense, even though I know that they just crumbled down the stretch. But overall resume this season offensively, they are as good as anybody. Yeah. So except for a few SEC teams and Purdue. Uh, Jeffrey Dane never gets the ball in the paint unless it's a rebound. They did run a really nice slip screen for Dane. That was the one that he got goaltended on. They didn't call. Uh, made both free throws though. He did. Uh, Hinkle matchup zone gave Michigan State their easiest looks of the game. Ethan is right in that it's a bad matchup for us, exasperated by not having Ty and Quincy in the game. He also says their path to the three seed now relies on struggles from Baylor, Iowa State, South Carolina, Bama versus controlling your own destiny with a win yesterday. This team's going to be in the four or five line. We just got to get get yeah. used to it. Unless they get, unless they beat Purdue and Wisconsin, that's probably the only way that they get bumped up. Because I that, mean, the last two quad one games, right? Yeah. So. Uh, Hinkle says for Harmon and Damask to start fouling when getting beat off the dribble for a straight layup line layup. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Izzo said, uh, quote, we beat one of the most talented best teams we've played. What does that do for us? A lot. He also said after the Minnesota game, uh, quote, I'm not sure I was ever 
as upset with my team as I was the other night. Um, also said it was the most complete game that they've had. Uh, Underwood, last thing I got from him, he said, quote, we gave up 100 points in transition, which we usually don't do. I think 23 in transition off of those. They just didn't guard us, and we still tried to throw it to them. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, it's not a bad loss. It just sucks the way it happened. I, I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway from this. Um, you, you can't go, you can't not close out games with, you know, with the guys on the court that you, you know, are seniors, super seniors. Uh, they tried to do it with Nebraska. They tried to give that game away late. Um, you got to get better. So on to Peacock. Else. On to Peacock, uh, bounce back game coming up. Yeah, Illinois now uh, probably going to drop to like 13 or 12 in the AP, yeah. if I had to guess. Now, Illinois um, can't win as the 10. So, well, if they win, if they beat Michigan, if they beat Michigan and Maryland this week, they'll be right back to 10 probably. So, that Maryland game, I, I'm not going to look ahead, but that's a must win. I don't care what anybody says. You got to win that game. Teams have been going into Maryland and just like, you know, it's a really bad basketball games. Um, yeah. Illinois is 17 and six, eight and four in conference, uh, playing host to Michigan, eight and 16, three and 10 in the season. They're pretty bad. Uh, Tuesday, six o'clock, Peacock, no watch party. I refuse. I'm protesting at watch parties <laughs> right now. I wouldn't After make a watch party disaster. anyway. So. Yeah, we're good with that. Thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, Michigan is very bad, and this might be the last Brad against Juwan game. So who knows? Um, Brad's what? Eight no, seven no. Dominates him. I don't know. Domination. Michigan lost by twenty at Nebraska yesterday, um, and apparently Namari Burnett, according to your knowledge here or your <laughs> writing, yeah. Was the only player in double figures with 18 points and seven of ten shooting. So that's probably not great if that's your guy. Is Doug McDaniel gonna be suspended for this game too? Pretty sure. I don't know if it's if it's over when yet. When did or it not. start? I don't I don't even think they've had six road games since that happened. You're probably right. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's any chance that they have, but this is when did it start? Let's see. So he played in the semi-away game at Penn State. And then he didn't play against Maryland. So if it started in the Maryland game, that's oh, one, mm-hmm. two, three, four. They've had four road games yeah. since And then. he's six. Yeah. So either way, it's four or five, either way. Yeah. So he's probably not playing. Jeffrey said he's out. So. Yeah, we probably could have researched that, but I figured I could I could guess. <laughs> you, yeah, you just decided you just wing it today. So well, here we are. What can you do? I mean, yeah. this team sucks anyway. They're not even gonna make the tournament. Hey, Illinois, that is. Wing away. Away. Uh they beat Wisconsin on Wednesday. Yeah. They had lost five straight, then beat Wisconsin 72-68. Uh I'll let you I'll let you say this part. It seems like you really want to with the way you slipped in the word fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. Uh since uh Michigan's fraudulent Big Ten regular season title, um, they are 45 and 47 overall, which is 12th in the Big Ten. 25 and 28 is their conference record, which is 10th. Uh five and fourteen versus ranked opponents, which is thirteenth in the big. And twenty-eight and sixteen at home, which is the second worst record in the Big Ten, and they missed the tournament twice. I don't know if that's counting this year or not, but it is because they 
against or with Jawan Howard. This is his fifth year. Uh, they would have been in the tournament in 2020, no tournament, Elite Eight, Sweet 16, and they missed it the last two years. They're yeah. 14 and 19 in the Big Ten. So that's, yeah, that's not great. Uh, Jeffrey says, with teams pressuring to mass bring the ball up, also puts us behind on the shot clock. Then we're chasing the shot clock and says swinging the ball around a few times. I I don't know if I said it. I wrote that down um, about Damas bringing the ball up. Hogard was picking him up about three quarter court, and he didn't cross the half court line until about twenty one seconds left on the shot clock, which just had Illinois out of sorts the whole game. So I I absolutely agree with that, Jeff. Um, I don't know why Brad continued to have Damas bring the ball up. So. That's why Ty should have been playing. I agree. Uh, Michigan's lineup yesterday is what I'm going to go off of here. Okay. Uh, they had Jalen Llewellyn starting at the one transfer from uh, Princeton. Uh, I think he tore his ACL last season, only played eight games, but he's been back for 14 this season. Uh, he had eight points on three of 12 shooting, two assists, two turnovers, three rebounds. Uh, he had seven points on three of three shooting in 13 minutes against Illinois in the first matchup. Of course, Illinois winning that one by 15. Uh, they're getting Amari Burnett at the two, former future Illini uh, from uh, uh, Chicago, uh, 18 points on seven of 10 shooting against Nebraska. He's been pretty up and down this year, but he's had some good games. When you look at the uh, St. John's game in non-conference, he was really good. Uh, they got Terrence Williams, who's been there forever, uh, six, six, seven, 225 senior, uh, three for eight from the field with nine points and five offensive rebounds yesterday. Uh, if he's making threes, they're definitely a different team. I don't know how much different, but they're different if he's making threes. Uh, Olivier Kumwa, 6'9", 235 senior, transfer from Tennessee, was horrific yesterday. Three points on one of ten shooting with ten rebounds, two yeah. assists, three turnovers, two blocks, three steals. So defensively, you know, we had some numbers, but offensively could not get it going. So he's probably going to have 25 and 15 against Illinois. Uh, in the first matchup against Illinois, he had 16 points and four rebounds on six of 13 shootings. So uh, we'll see what he does. And then Terrace Reed had a good game against Illinois. He not great yesterday, though. Nine points, nine rebounds, three of nine from the field. Um, against Illinois, the first matchup, he had 20 points and five rebounds on 80% shooting from the field. So, yeah, Michigan's 3-10 and 10 in the Big Ten for a reason. They're not good. Got to take care of business. No doubt. Ken Palm numbers, Illinois sixth in offensive efficiency, 41st in defensive efficiency. Not great. Uh, Michigan 63rd offensively, 179th defensively. So, I mean, yikes. Um, players to watch. Uh, I'm going to go with Coleman Hawkins and Terrace Reed Jr. Uh, I didn't realize he had 20 in the game before, but that really sets me up good. Uh, the Bigs have had, a, had good games against Coleman lately. Uh, of course, Michigan State doesn't have a big that, you know, does anything. So uh, just need Coleman to keep him quiet. Uh, he's averaged 11 points per game over the last three games. He's playing about 30 minutes a game. Um, played 29 against Nebraska. Uh, I feel like Coleman's playing the best basketball he's played in an Illinois uniform lately. Uh, he's averaging 15 points over the last seven games. Um, he scored 21 points at Michigan. Went three of five from three, six of six from line, along with ten rebounds, four assists, and six, six, six steals. So, uh, yeah, big man matchup. 
Yeah, I'm going uh, Damask. Can he make some threes at home? Like he's got to be like. <laughs> Can Illinois make threes at home? That's why I don't think they're actually going to score 90 like I'm predicting. Uh, <laughs> then I'm going to go Llewellyn, uh, playing the Doug McDaniel role pretty much. So we'll see um, how that goes for him uh, in this game. You know, it wasn't great in the Nebraska game, but it'll probably go well because Illinois can't play defense. If you think Michigan's scoring less than 70, I don't know, man. That's it's going to be close. Uh, predictions. Uh, I got Michigan scoring less than 70. Uh, Illinois 85, Michigan 68. Bounce back game, like I said. Uh, a Doug McDaniel list Michigan team. Illinois should should take care of business here. We're going 90 to 75, Illinois. I mean, just, just, just don't mess around. Do what you did in the first Peacock game and destroy a team that's not any good. It's a little exaggerated because they're really bad. Three and ten in the Big Ten. It's not not gonna cut it. Uh, all right. I think saying that the next five games are must win is a little much. I don't, must win is like you got to beat Michigan. You got to beat Penn State. I know I said Maryland's must win. It's more so just because they never win there. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's multiple. Lo- I think the next five games are mostly losses that you don't really want on your resume if you lose those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Maryland one that you can get away with a little bit, but other than that, yeah. yeah. Five games, and then you got to go to Wisconsin. And you got to play Purdue. So uh, four and one would be ideal. You, you don't want to drop any of them, but. Five and zero would be ideal. I don't know what I'm saying, uh, Jeffrey. If we want to get this offense running good again, they got to move the ball faster and get the defense on their heels. Yeah, passing breaks down defenses. What what is wrong with the offense? I know it was like bad down the stretch yesterday, but overall, like they've been bodying teams. I I hated the post up Hawkins for twelve minutes straight. Hated it. I mean, it was working and, until they started turning it over. They didn't they score were, the last seven and a half minutes. But if they would have, they weren't getting the ball to them when they were trying to do it. That was the problem. You guys are complaining about the yeah. offense as if their efficiency numbers aren't great and they haven't scored. I don't care about their efficiency the numbers. I, I watched the game yesterday. Okay, did you watch you the watched, last seven and a half minutes of the you game? You watched the Nebraska game. Holy cow. Why did the offense fail down the stretch against Nebraska? Because they tried to do what was working, and it didn't work because they were missing shots. Yesterday, they tried to do what was working, and they got lazy. They couldn't get the ball to Hawkins. I do think there's something to the idea that, yeah, maybe yeah, make the ball maybe to make Hawkins once. Once. Damas turned it over once trying to get it to Hawkins. You wouldn't let me finish. I was about to make a point. Um, yeah, I, I think there's something, to the fact, there's something to the fact of going away from something or uh, – yeah, giving a team a different look, that's fine. But I'm just saying the problem with this team is defense, okay? They gave up 88 fucking points to Michigan State yesterday. Like, Michigan State has four guys that are a threat on offense. Four guys, and they scored 88. That's the huge problem right now. I get that the offense down the stretch the last two games has been bad. Hard to watch. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think Brad needs to realize that, okay, we can't just do one thing 
for eight minutes straight and expect it to work on the road against a Tom Izzo coach team. That's a problem. The Nebraska thing, they kept trying to shoot threes, missing shots. I think they probably should have pounded the ball inside a little bit more. Uh, trust you guys, especially, you know, I know Nebraska had some length, but um, the the major concern is obviously defense is, is really what they but need to still, fix. Uh, everything's effective until it's not effective anymore. It's not being effective because either they would, I, I guess, it not being effective is like they missed a three off of one of his passes. I think Goody missed one in the corner. And then there was some, you know, Damask just totally just, you know, go walking around out there just throwing it up. Ankle said the offense is fine, but you had to get the ball to, in TSJ's hands late. End of the game, let your alpha make plays, damn it. Especially when he was having a game like he was having. I agree with that, but also I don't want them to just play iso ball down the stretch. Like, you still need to move the ball. It doesn't matter how much time is left. That's one thing that annoys me. Like, with with some of the plays they run at the end of games, like the Northwestern thing, like maybe get the ball out of Damascus' hands, then get it back to him and try to, you know, create a little bit more spacing. Like, you don't just have to dribble into a guy and then try to make a shot over him. Yeah. I think they're lacking a little bit of creativity down the stretch offensively. Like, they're just trying to – I think they're trying too hard to hold on to a lead rather than just playing. And uh, I think that's hurting him. But you know, Jeffrey. I like that. my overall my overall point on Jeffrey here is like, dude, their offense is good. Like th- their defense is a real concern. Yeah, offensively, bad right now. offensively they've been stuck late in games. But like this team has scored eighty plus so many times this year, where it's like, did you watch last year's offense? Last year's <laughs> offense was horrific, and they're doing it this year with you know. They're, for some reason, they can't shoot at home, which is just I, – I, does that even have to be figured out? I mean, they got, what, four home games left? I mean, whatever at this point. Yeah. Uh, one of those is the Purdue game, so you better make some shots in that game. But uh, I think the big thing is figure out your defense and figure out what you want to do down the stretch and try to change things up a little bit offensively because just doing one thing or trying to ISO and then just being stuck in mud with the ball and not moving it, is not going to work, even though it probably should work because that's kind of the way the Big Ten is. It just doesn't work for this team. So, um, and the rotations too, I think, are a problem. They got to figure those out. But uh, all right, around the Big Ten, interesting results, especially in the second game. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Purdue uh, walked all over Indiana at home. Edie banked in a three. Good for him. Uh, Seventy-nine fifty-nine that game. Uh, Rutgers absolutely embarrasses Wisconsin, 78-56. And uh, the game that you aren't happy about, uh, Ohio State beats Maryland in overtime, 79-75. Um, not a good look. For I hate Maryland. I hate Maryland. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I mean, Purdue was just messing around out there uh, against uh, whatever that team is, Indi- uh, uh, Indiana. Just says Brad stucking stuck running the five man switch all the time. That's more of a Brad thing. It's off and on when Brad runs it. Um, I think that might be the biggest problem. Can I say this? Like, is should you switch at all if Ty Rogers is not out there? I mean, yeah, I yeah because I don't think that I I don't think that you can let teams pick who they want Goody or Damask to guard. 
I don't think that you can allow that. That's what other teams did that Brad took advantage of with Damask. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's the best idea. But they got to play tougher and they got to be able to fight through screens, which they haven't been able to prove that either. So, uh, Jay says, how nice would AJ Dennis look on this roster? Damn, that would have been a great get. It would have been nice to have a point guard. He struggled. Uh, struggled the other day. How about Baylor with 21 turnovers? Ouch. He had six. Yeah. He is shooting 40% from three. Yeah. I I mean, he he struggled that game. He's had a great season. I was just... Yeah, having, having a point guard, I mean, really kind of showed, yeah. showed last night or yesterday that I mean, if you're, you're not trying have, to run a six-six white guy as your point guard from yeah, Southern if, Illinois, like if that's you're not, not going to have Ty Rogers run the point. Then, then what you were saying all preseason and into the start of the season is just BS. So, yeah, uh, Wisconsin yesterday, yeah, not great. I mean, Wisconsin is is free falling right now. Uh, they're now twelfth on offense and efficiency, fortieth defensively. They're just not playing well. They lost yeah. four in a row. They got Ohio State at home. Tuesday. That's uh, the second game on Peacock. That should be a bounce back for them. I said that about Rutgers and Michigan, though. They lost both of those. But those were road sure. games, so it's a little different. But uh, yeah, Rutgers with Jeremiah Williams has looked a lot better. He had 18 points, five rebounds, seven assists. Former Illini commit for about a week. Um, yeah. I don't think Illinois really needs him. Like, it's not the end of the world. I mean, he doesn't shoot threes. I don't know yeah. where he fits. On he would be playing like a Ty Rogers role, which we have Ty Rogers. So, so. he'd be on the bench. <laughs> yeah, he also shoots a lot more than Ty does, but that's yeah. probably because he plays for Rutgers. But uh, yeah, Cliff had a big game, thirteen and thirteen, eight blocks. Um, and Wisconsin is just not getting enough. Like Wisconsin's starting lineup yesterday. If you take out AJ Store, they put up nineteen points with their other four starters and 33 total 33 points from their starters. How do you win in that scenario? That is probably the worst performance I have seen all season in the big 10 by a starting five. Every single player in the starting five was bad. Every single one. Yeah. Well, that's a, like Klesman during when, El, when Wisconsin was playing good, Klesman was really good and he's kind of fallen off lately. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, I could that's, be wrong there, but it's the, just the games I've watched. He it doesn't seem like he's doing what he was doing to start the season. Uh, in in the losing streak, he is shooting uh, eight, eight for twenty one from three. Yeah. Um, and from two, he is shooting. Uh, this is hard math. Five for twelve. So, not great. Okay. Their their lineup stinks right now. It's Thanks. just that they don't have enough. Like Crowell's not doing anything. Hepburn's not doing anything. Uh, Store had 14 points on five of 16 shooting. They had over oh, five and three too. Yeah, their starting lineup. Not only did they only have 33 points total, they also shot a one of 12 from three. So. That's not going to cut it either. That's just a really, really bad performance. I mean, 0 0.82 points per possession is horrendous. Yeah. Store seems to be chucking up a lot of threes lately, too. 0 for 5, 1 for 4, 0 for 4, 
five of eleven against Nebraska, which is good. But yeah, he's uh, shooting. Yeah, what is that? One for thirteen the last three games, and six for twenty four in the last in the on the losing streak. So yeah, yeah, it makes me wonder how the hell this team scored ninety one points against Indiana and eighty one against Michigan State. <laughs> Who knows how that happened? But they got to figure. Maybe change their lineup. Maybe take Klesman out and throw, you know, somebody else in. I mean, John Blackwell didn't play in this game, so yeah. that's a that's a kind of a big uh, big loss because he's been really good for them. Uh, maybe you try to. I know Asijin is an absolute zero defensively, but maybe you try to throw him in there. I mean, he had 15 points yesterday on three of eight shooting from three, so got to have somebody to make shots. I mean, I don't care what your defense is if you're gonna if your lineup scores 33 points, <laughs> right? Like that's guards got to make a decision there. But uh, the other game, Ohio State-Maryland, I mean, come on, Maryland. Maryland just – the only thing that makes that where you could spin zone it for Illinois is that Maryland has the fifth best def- defensive efficiency in the country, and they're still top 60 metrics team. But other than that, they suck. I mean, they're not good. That's just – they've lost – since they beat Illinois, they're 2-5. and five Wow. With wins over Iowa and Nebraska. Losses to Northwestern, Michigan State, Michigan State, Rutgers, Ohio State. So, better beat him. Better beat him Saturday. That's all I got to say about that. Better beat him Saturday. Uh, Jeff missed his upset. St. John's blew a lead to Marquette. On the Countdown to March Madness uh, podcast, which will be back tomorrow, four o'clock. I went uh, one and two. Did you? I think I picked Baylor. Baylor almost won a game committing 21 turnovers. Rutgers won. I don't know. I had had Florida. I had Florida over Auburn. Your other one was. uh, Hang on. Your other one was Utah over Arizona. And that was a miss. That was that go to overtime too. double. Yeah. I had Butler over UConn loss. I had uh, Florida over Auburn win, and then I had Colorado over Arizona loss. So, Hegel says Maryland is a must-win game after this stretch. You know, Marquette is the only top ten team or top fifteen team. It's top ten or top fifteen to uh, have a, a fifteen-point comeback this season. Really? Yeah, against St. John's. That was a big game for St. John's. They needed that one. Tough loss. Yeah. All right. Um, St. John's uh, John's is two and six since January 13th. Who did Tennessee play last night? Texas A&M, I believe. Oh, yeah. That's right. That just shows anybody can lose at any time. Any any time. What do you – Fun March Madness when four one seeds make the final four. What do you think about uh, that's probably gonna happen? What do you think (laughs) about like the how do you think the SEC translates to the tournament? Because I feel like the SEC might be the best conference to get you ready for the tournament. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've always felt like the SEC, even last year, they're, they're just they seem so much more athletic than every other conference, is how I feel. They play. They play a style of basketball that's different from what everybody else is playing. So, I mean, their offenses are insane. Like yeah. Alabama yesterday, Alabama All they do is run, man. It's like they get out and they run. Alabama in the last five games has scored 
109-85-99-81-109. They've scored they scored 218 points in their two matchups against LSU this year. And they shot 44 threes yesterday. That's what Brad wants. Brad wants an SEC offense. And you know what? Do it. The hell do, do I care? Your defense <laughs> can't suck, but it already does anyway. Yeah, better start out shooting teams because you can't play defense. There are five top 15 efficiency offenses in the SEC and three top 12 defenses. Um, and the only, there's two teams that are top 15 in both, and that is Auburn and Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky is really fun offensively, but their defense is a, is a train wreck right now. They've got to figure that out. I don't know um, if you can find the stat. What's like their turnover rate per game, though? Is it high? The, the conference or the teams? The Whatever. Whichever. Alabama, Alabama is – 16.7 turnover percentage on offense, 144th in the country. Um, Auburn is 14.9, 45th, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee is 14.4, 28th, pretty good. Uh, Florida has the 10th rated offense. They're 16.8% turnovers, 148th. And then Kentucky is third in turnover percentage at 13.1. So really, Alabama and Florida are the two that turn it over a little bit more, and the other three are are very good at not doing that. Okay, uh, but I think part of that has to do with like this is not a, a great defensive conference. I mean, just look at the efficiency numbers on defense throughout: seventy seventh, fiftieth, fourth, seventh, seventieth, hundred twenty fourth, forty second, hundred thirty second, eleventh, eighty seventh. You know, so on, so forth. Uh, by the way, Missouri is zero and eleven in the SEC. Not good. Dennis Gates was supposed to be the savior. He now has an 11 and 18 record in conference play after going 25 and 10 overall last season. Now 33 and 26. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, either way, on to the rest of the thing for the podcast. <laughs> uh, as always, I want to thank Alamo Steakhouse and Saloon at 700 East Broadway Avenue in Mattoon, Illinois. Find them online at www.alamo-steakhouse.com. Uh, their Sunday special, as always, is an eight-ounce prime rib with a glass of wine for $26. Their February featured special is a patty melt, and their featured dessert is a red velvet cake. If you would like to be a sponsor for our episodes or our watch parties, which I, we probably won't do anymore, uh, reach out to us on Twitter or email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe. I don't know how many subs we're at right now. Uh, but we're on the push for 500. Uh, two more episodes to episode 200, guys. Big stuff. Isn't it one more episode? Well, yeah, I guess technically one more. 463, yeah. You're right. Though. Yeah. 463. <laughs> 463. Broke the 60 mark. It's good stuff. Still going to figure out what we're going to do for 200, but we'll figure it out, even though it's going to be literally one of our next episodes. When When are we doing that? I know that you said it's like next Monday or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one eighty nine, uh, but Tuesday probably twentieth. Okay. Since we have countdown to March Madness, so yeah, uh, yeah, we'll be on the countdown to March Madness tomorrow, four o'clock central. Uh, I still haven't done any prep work for that. I'm gonna have to figure that out. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, that'll be lots to lots to think about. Um, but yeah, uh, Kentucky reminds you of Illinois. Uh, yeah, I mean Kentucky's got a better offense and a way worse defense. But either way, 
Um, Thanks, Embrats. Uh, Gary, what's going on? Long time no see. All caps. Hmm. Uh, Jeffrey, so what's feeling on why guys have fallen off on offense since Shannon is back? Have they? I mean, Gary A has. Marcus Mask has a little bit, but I think that's just natural. He doesn't have the and ball. Well, and, yeah, and I think that teams kind of have figured him out a little bit. You know, pressure him early. Don't let him back you down. I think Ty has been in a really good stretch offensively for what you want from him since Shannon's been back. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Maybe Luke Brad Goody. can join for the episode 200. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, Goody's been solid. I mean, he's had a couple bad games, but other than that, he's been pretty good. I mean, you look at that Northwestern game, he was high efficiency. Um, Coleman's been fine. I, I think there's a couple guys that have, but I don't really think it has that much to do with Shannon. I mean, naturally, some guys are not going to do as much because they're not going to have the ball as much. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can get Dane Danger going. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Countdown to March Madness. And then the next episode will probably be like uh, Thursday or Friday. Probably Friday would be good. Friday at 4 o'clock so we can do a three-hour episode. Uh, we'll see everybody then. Uh, goodbye. Later.